0: Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel, and this is Episode 8. Hello, everyone. It's been a two-week hiatus for the Get Out and Try podcast. Week one was unplanned and kind of a last-minute decision. When Minnesota shut back down and there was content within the podcast that was no longer relevant, Time really didn't allow for extra editing, and so I scratched that week. And then, of course, last week was Thanksgiving. But really happy to be back. Thanks for listening. In this episode, I'm finally releasing the true First interview that was ever conducted for this podcast. This was recorded pre-COVID. I drove up to Trap Rock Brewing to meet with Brian, one of the owners, to learn about the behind the scenes and the story behind Trap Rock Brewing. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Here is my interview with Brian at Trap Rock Brewing. Hi, Brian. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. Tell everyone what your business is and where they can find you.
1: We're Trap Rock Brewing Company. We're two blocks north of Highway 8. Uh, here in Saint Croix Falls, in an industrial park, located near various activities like uh, mountain biking, biking on the Gandhi Dancer, very close to the interstate park, both the Minnesota side and the Wisconsin side, and the Saint Croix River. Cool, and we're here
0: now. So I'm looking at your wall, and you've got eleven different beers on tap, from what I can tell. Is that And nineteen, nineteen root beer, so family friendly. Is Correct. That safe to say? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Perfect, and. Where do you brew it
1: all? Right here, right on the other side of the the wall here in the tap room. We are a small three barrel system. Uh, We do between two to four batches a month right now to keep up with the demand here in our tap room. But our strategic plan is to increase our distribution sales and then therefore we'll have to increase our production, uh, the number of brew days per month accordingly.
0: And how long have you been doing this?
1: Um, Well, we've been open as a business since December of 2018, so right now just a little over 14 months. The three of us, I've got two other business partners, the three of us started in this industry from a home brewing perspective, as many small uh, microbreweries do, we all start from home brewing, uh, perfecting our recipes, trying them out on uh, friends and neighbors and, and, and family, yeah. and uh, putting together good portfolios of some pretty, do, pretty good beers. You know, basically gear them up and and uh, increase the the capacity and the volumes and get bigger equipment and uh, keep producing more beer.
0: So you started as a home brewer,
1: absolutely. When
0: did when did you start home brewing?
1: <laughs> Funny story behind this, I'll keep it brief. My uh, former uh, wife uh, got me a home brew kit when she was pregnant and decided it would be a good Father's Day present. Well, after. <sighs> breathing in the fumes during the brewing process (laughs) she figured oh boy that was a mistake but it really did spark kind of a a hobby yeah Uh, I've had numerous hobbies over the years but this is the one hobby that I've been able to turn into a business very cool
0: so how long ago was that
1: gosh I started home brewing about 25 years ago
0: wow so what was your first batch like
1: uh, it wasn't really that good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what would you say as a home brewer? What was your most successful batch where you started to think, okay, I could probably turn this into a business?
1: Um, I started off with a couple of clone beers, uh, a light pale ale and an IPA uh, that turned out pretty good. Uh, I really started paying more attention to detail. The brewing process is that th- you have to pay attention to a lot of uh, details and, and uh, uh, data points, temperatures, um, sanitary you know, conditions, uh, sanitary process, and just even the ingredients themselves, uh, and then repeatability. Um, paying attention to all that and learning about the process over the years uh, really you know, eventually evolves into both a s art and a skill.
0: Got it. So you have kind of a cool story of how you came to St. Croix Falls. You, you you're not originally from here, are you? Correct.
1: I grew up on a small dairy farm in central Wisconsin and went to UW-Eau Claire, uh, spent a few years over in Appleton, Wisconsin, and then moved to the Twin Cities in the mid-80s. Over the decades now, I just came to the realization that I wanted to come back to a smaller community. Because of that overall sense of community, you can live in a big city and not know your neighbors. uh, And we got tired of that. Discussed it with my significant other, uh, and we just knew that we wanted to get back to a small town environment where you knew more people. It's a different environment socially than it is in a big city.
0: So you had originally started looking in St. Croix Falls for just a house, you wanted to just live here, right?
1: Yeah. The realtor recognized that I was looking for a place to set up my homebrew equipment. Uh, side of the garage, a decent-sized basement, or an outbuilding. And he asked me if I would ever consider going commercial. And I said, well, that's kind of the plan I would like to explore because uh, we both agreed that this particular area did not have a Business like this. Uh, there were several wineries in the immediate area, but no craft beer. Now this was in 2014. And uh, the next closest breweries were 25 to 30 miles away. I started uh, letting people know that uh, I'm a brewery in, in planning. The St. Croix Valley Hops and Deer Lake uh, Farms, uh, the proprietor there. Uh, said, well, I just happen to have a guy who has a building that's wide open, and would be perfect for a brewery. And uh, we met with the owners, and um, yeah, the rest is history. You know, back when pre-prohibition, uh, this whole industry is kind of returning back to that business model of pre-prohibition where all these little communities had their own brewery. And if you wanted beer, you rode your horse or buggy down to the local brewery. Um, There just wasn't the distribution systems, the technology didn't exist for preserving the beer uh, or containerizing the beer to uh, travel for great distances. So everything was local. even from the taverns' perspective, breweries owned the taverns that they distributed to. Uh, that's why, in the uh, by the 70s, a lot of the a whole system was put into place nationally, uh, uh, a three-tiered system uh, where the breweries no longer could control the market by owning the retail point of sale. Uh, they had to go through a distribution business in order to get their product to the, uh, to the consumer. Um, it's changed around a bit seeing as if you're below a certain uh, production capacity in the state of Minnesota, it's 20,000 barrels of beer produced. Um, if you're below that production capacity then you can sell directly to the consumer at your own site and or uh take take home um take home product the whole uh, idea of the uh, the business model itself um, being connected to your local community mm-hmm. and providing an atmosphere and a product Uh, that the locals can identify with and enjoy yeah Uh, that's you know the way a lot of these companies started out a lot of these breweries started out over time and especially prohibition really caused a lot of problems with these breweries trying to stay alive but uh yeah the business model we're kind of returning back to that full circle
0: what do you want people to come here and Feel? What do you want them
1: to come and experience? It's really about connecting with other people. Yeah. Um, uh, one of our uh, mantras is great beer uh, for great people. And we really wanted to connect with the local community first, mm-hmm. um, getting uh, people in the local community to say, hey, let's all meet at the brewery. Yeah.
0: What, what do you have for outdoor space? We
1: have a lovely garage door that as soon as the temperature pro, uh, uh, allows it, we open up the garage door and people can sit out here on our 18 by 20 uh, uh, space right out in front of the garage door. Uh, we also have a very big lawn out here next to the building that we can utilize so uh, kids can go out and run and play Uh, they can play beanbag games um, any kind of outdoor activity that you would like to enjoy toss a frisbee we're even entertaining the idea of putting up a basket for disc golf oh so seeing as within a couple blocks of the brewery here there's a disc golf course Mm -hmm. uh, by putting up a couple baskets for chipping practice would appeal, hopefully appeal to to that group absolutely very cool do you get a lot of dogs in here we sure do um as long as they're on a leash and they're people friendly yeah absolutely yeah we all love dogs and and uh welcome anytime they come in we even have dog treats that that's... we make up out of our spent grain
0: oh that's awesome that was my next question do you have dog treats <laughs> but you're making them homemade so Great. of course you do I see the can where you can take it do you mm-hmm. have people come in and say uh, you know, I want to take a six-pack. I mean, it's
1: a huge six-pack at <laughs> that <laughs> point. Two or three of them at a time, yeah. yeah. Um, the 32-ounce cans, they're called a Crowler. Okay. Um, yes, we do offer 64-ounce refills. If they bring in a growler, 64-ounce growler from another brewery, we'll refill them.
0: Do you have growlers for sale here?
1: No. Um, that's a container size. We made a conscious decision to not make the considerable investment because... A lot of these companies that uh, offer those uh, to breweries, uh, there's minimum order quantities. That's a considerable cash uh, investment to have a lot of that, you know, a lot of cash tied up in an inventory that doesn't really sell a whole lot of. Um, So if someone wants a growler, bring your own growler. Correct. (laughs) Okay. But if they want to take two 32-ounce growlers, there's a convenience to that because as soon as you open up that container, uh, now you've got to consume the whole thing. Um, 32 ounces, it's easier to consume a craft beer if you're going to have two beers or split it with somebody. Yep. Uh, Versus 64-ounce, you better have either a couple of friends to consume it right away or you're going to be drinking that within two days. Because as soon as you open that container and expose that beer to oxygen, it starts the deterioration and and impacts the flavor, let alone the reduced carbonization. (laughs) But, yeah, the 32-ounce. And uh, we're actually looking at some point to go to the 16-ounce cans and offer them uh, to some of the places in the uh, immediate area uh, from their retail shelf standpoint. Okay.
0: Trap Rock Brewing is in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. It's a beautiful drive with plenty of parks that you can visit on the way. Their Facebook page just updated their hours for December, which are Thursdays and Fridays from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., Saturdays from noon to 9 p.m., and Sundays from noon to 5 p.m. Their tap room is set up for social distancing, so check out their Facebook page for more information on that. I am going to link up everything in the show notes for their website and Facebook page, and you'll also find Trap Rock Brewing's profile on Get Out and Try, dot com. This week's shop local holiday gift idea, of course, is for the beer lover in your life. We just got done hearing about the Crowlers that are available from Trap Rock Brewing, and we have many wonderful breweries throughout the St. Croix Valley. So think about this you could grab a box or a basket and put together an assortment of Crowlers from different breweries in the St. Croix Valley. Plus, that gives you an awesome drive to take one of these weekends leading up to Christmas. So that's that's guaranteed to be a hit with the beer lover in your life. Definitely make sure that Trap Rock Brewing is on your list for that gift basket, but plenty of wonderful breweries that you can take a drive to and put together an awesome gift. If you remember a few episodes back, I told you about a $100 gift card giveaway just for sending over a testimonial for a St. Croix Valley business that you love. Thank you so much to all of you that have submitted entries so far. There's still time to enter, and I'll give you that information. But before we do that, listen to this great testimonial that we received so far. Hi, Get Out and Try. This is Abby. I just wanted to leave a little blurb for you about the Garage Bikes and Brews. We actually learned about it from your website and have really enjoyed, as a family even, spending some time there. You can easily socially distance outside in their kind of their bunkers, and I hear that they're going to have fire pits. They've got tasty beers from lots of places and games to keep the kids busy. We've really enjoyed it, so thanks for giving us a heads up on that. Thank you so much to Abby for that submission. Good luck to you in winning that gift card. If you would like more details about the contest, check out the pinned post on our Facebook page, or you can check out podcast episode six. That wraps up episode eight. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to Brian at Trap Rock Brewing. Check out the show notes for more information as well as all of the links to keep you connected to Get Out and Try St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect to your community. Support the hardworking small businesses that host all of the fun in the valley. Go, get out and try.